evening, we'd like to welcome audiences to episode 13 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. My name's Benedict, and joining me as always is the prolific multi-instrumentalist and music producer, Andy Lowe. Good evening. Now, for better or worse, the government lockdown restrictions in the UK have been sufficiently eased as to enable us to play together once again, albeit in these compromised circumstances. So apologies for any outdoor ambiences or traffic noise that may come to characterise this episode. Joining us for the first time, our wonderful guest this week is Justin Ricardo. Hello, Justin. Great to have you with us. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, Justin, could you tell us a bit about what you usually play? Okay, so um, I play congas, bongos, kahan, and, you know, the various other little bits and pieces that usually go with, with this style of playing, you know. Now I can see that you're surrounded by an exciting array of instruments, which we haven't had on the Alki podcast before. Could you tell us a bit about what you've brought with you this week? Yeah, sure. So this week I've brought with me my cajon, which is uh, doubling up as as my seat. <laughs> and uh, so I'll, I'll be using that today. I've brought with me my conga set. So I've got the two congas, the um, the conga and the uh, and the quinto. Um, I brought some claves with me oh. and a egg shaker. Ah, brilliant. And. What do you have with you this week, Andy? The usual suspects got the alto saxophone and electric guitar, but I also am planning to use some virtual instruments this time for a couple of jams, so I've got the laptop set up too. Excellent. Some new territory for Andy Lowe there. Now, I myself will also be playing keyboards tonight. I've got the Nord Stage 2 for pianos, and I've also got this Bass Station 2, which I'm going to be using later on. And I've also got the laptop and MIDI controller set up to do some soft synths and multi-sample contact libraries. Now, let's get the ball rolling tonight with a three-note jam. What can you tell us about this jam, Andy? Well, the clue's in the name. We start with three randomly generated notes. And at the start of the jam, they're the only notes we're allowed to use. But we can develop it and start to include new notes as the jam goes on. Excellent. Uh, What are we all going to be playing on this one? Now, I'm going to be starting off on the piano. How about you, Andy? I'm going to kick off on sax. And how about Justin? What will you be playing on this first jam? Uh, uh, For this first jam, I'll be using the conga drums. Sounds good to me. So we've got here some 12-sided musician's dice, which have musical notes on each side. Now, Justin, would you do us the honour of rolling the three dice? Yeah, sure. So here we go. So we've rolled an F, we've rolled an A, and F sharp. Ooh, F, A, and F sharp. That's an interesting combination. Well, do you want to start this one off, Andy? Yep. Okie doke. Thank you. 
that seemed to have about three endings <laughs> before it finally finished. Oh, it's still going on, isn't it? <laughs> Two words. Spy jazz. Yes. Sounded like, you know, the Bond film where they visit Morocco and, I don't know, some sort of sneaking around in a marketplace. Ah, yes, lots of moments of exciting tension. <laughs> I feel like every time we have a, a tune like that, I liken it to a Bond film. Yeah. So maybe I should stop doing that. Yeah, there are other films. But it's the set of notes we got. <laughs> what mode is that? I don't even know. Well, you've got, it's, um, it's a flattened second with a major third. Where's Rick Beato when you need him? <laughs> uh, how was that for you, Justin? Yeah, I thought, I thought that sounded uh, really fun. Like you said, that, um, that spy jazz kind of, you know, that... <laughs> a bit sinister, a bit, you know, kind of mysterious. And there were those, of... like, pregnant pauses <laughs> in it where things would sort of slow down and, and you'd be, almost felt like hanging off the edge of a cliff, thinking, what, what is going to happen next? Is the beat going to come back in or are we going to float around in this space for a little bit? It's not a comfortable place to be, but it's quite fun, like, not knowing what's going to happen next. Excellent. So, thank you. Next up, Andy, we'll be doing a patch exchange. And could you tell us what that involves, please? So we're using the word patch to talk about a sound that's been created using a computer. So me and Ben have designed these sounds using software instruments, and we're going to exchange those patches we've made. So I've created one that Benedict has never heard before, and he'll be playing it, and he's created one for me. So the first thing we're going to do is hear those sounds for the very first time, and then we'll be making some music with them. Okay, so Andy, would you like to go first? I'd love to. So you're going to be playing the patch that I've made for you. Let me get my ears around this sound. Can I press it now? Okay, go ahead. Wow, that sounds uh, a bit retro, kind of spacey, but also at the same time a bit like a harpsichord. It does sound like a harpsichord, yeah. Mm. Mm, uh, right, now I'm going to see what these macros do. Okie doke. So that's the filter cut off. Okie doke. Let's try number three. Um, that's like LFO coming in there modulating something it's uh oh is it the unison d tune yes very good is there an lfo or is it just it causes the same thing as an lfo unison d tune sounds ravey yep any idea what the source oscillators were or ableton instrument that i used wavetable how did you guess? Of course. Yeah, it's Wavetable. Now, there are actually LFOs that work modulating the FM amount on uh, okay. the Wavetable. Is One... that giving it a grainy texture? Yes. Giving movement. Okay, yeah, I can hear that. More of a shimmery. So there's one LFO doing Wavetable position and one doing FM amount. Okay. Okay. 
Okie doke. Right then, time for you to hear the sound I've made. Okay, let's have a listen to this sound. complex sound here, lots of layers. So there is some kind of sub-oscillator. And there is some kind of... some kind of polysynth layer. And then there's some kind of third kind of um, fizzy pad with a slow attack. And then some delay over the top. Now, I doubt I'll be able to identify what all of these are. It might help if you use the macros, because at least one of them adjusts the, one of the layers. Right. Ah. Is that some kind of filter envelope amount? It's not a filter. Um, it's actually changing the oh, decay right, of yeah. one of the layers of the main sort of power synth layer. So this is the second macro. So that is some kind of low-pass filter on one of the layers, or two of the layers, perhaps. Yeah, it's the same layer, and it's a filter, yeah. Okie doke. And the third, macro. So that's just wet-dry for the delay, is it? No, actually it's not. Oh no, of course no, it's volume. Yeah, it's turning the whole pad layer. Yes, the whole pad with delay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. So going for maximum versatility with this sound. Well, I don't think I'll have time to get my head around this patch just during the duration of the jam. Now, we're going to be asking percussionist Justin Ricardo to start off this jam. What instruments are you going to be using for this one, Justin? So, for this jam, I think I'll use clave and maybe some uh, cajon towards the end. Excellent. Okie doke. Well, when you're ready, thank you.
That was great. Well, how lovely a patch exchange is when we both have filters to play with. Yeah, for sure. And our sounds complemented each other quite well. The thing I thought about mine when I made it is it, it sort of sounds like retro sci-fi. And, and yours sounded a bit similar, but they, they, well, they went together well. Yes, and the claves provided such a, a great rhythmic accompaniment to play over. And I think when the clave started, Andy, you copied the rhythm, didn't you? Yeah, I just started out trying to imitate what you were doing, Justin. Yeah, you know, when I heard that, I, I mean, I didn't know what was going to be played by you guys. You know, I just started off with a, a simple clave pattern. and um, But the, the sound that Andy uh, started off with was, um, you know, kind of worked really well with what I was playing. It just had that natural kind of accompanying sound, if you know what I mean. For me, I think the best thing about it was the fact that, um, Ben, what me and you were playing fitted so well together. And there's no guarantee that you're going to both think of the same thing to play at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like, you know, 80% of the time we were playing chords and, and bass notes that went together. and But it, it just felt like we were going the same direction for most of the jam. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, I mean the two sounds that you had created that in space yeah. kind of galactic uh mm. you know sound that uh you, you know yeah is a kind of an 80s stroke futuristic stroke raw organic fusion of of sounds but but you two playing together worked really well it's almost like you, you sure you guys haven't practiced that before <laughs> you go back and listen <laughs> you'll be able to tell the mistakes and I really liked about the change from when Justin you stopped the clave rhythm and and there was a pause and then you started the cajon beat and that's so different suddenly you've got that bass in there and you know it just takes it in another direction. Excellent. Okay, so next up for this next jam we'll be making further use of our 12-sided musician's dice as we play a two-chord jam. And Andy, could you explain what that is please? Yeah, so it's similar to the three-note jam. This time, we use the dice to generate two random chords. Um, they're triads. We split the six dice up into two groups of three. Whatever the two chords we get are, they're the ones we've got to use to start the jam with. Again, we can develop it and choose to go away from those two chords if we want to. Excellent. So, yeah, the two chords are a jumping-off point. Now, um, who's going to be playing what on this jam? How about you, Andy? I'm going to pick up the electric guitar for this one. Very good. Now, Justin, what do you have in store? Um, I think I'll be on the congas again. Excellent. Okie doke. And I'm going to be using this Novation Bass Station 2. That's a, an analogue synth. In comparison to the previous ones we were using in the patch exchange, this one is going to be one single analogue oscillator. Okie doke. Now, Justin, would you please roll six dice and generate those two triads? Sure thing. Thank you. Okay, so the first three, we have a G, an A, F sharp, and the second three, we have an F-sharp, a C, and D-sharp. Thank you very much. So, Andy Lowe, could you tell us what those chords are using your musical theory knowledge? 
Now, these are some interesting combinations of notes. So it's going to give us, yeah, some interesting chords. F sharp, G and A are three next door notes. So you could, you could cut that several ways, but I think if we call that F sharp minor nine, that's a nice chord that includes all three of those. Um, and then we've got F sharp again in the second one, but with a C and a D sharp. So um, let's call this one E flat minor six. Okie doke. So we've got F sharp minor nine and E flat minor six. That's gonna be interesting. Okay, Andy, when you're ready.
Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That had a good feel to it. Wow. So, yeah. Yes, it's, it's difficult when you're playing with congas to not compare it to all the other songs you've heard with congas. Yep. And I discovered what it's like to be a bassist. Um, Andy Lowe, you've been a bassist before. Did you feel frustrated at not having many notes to choose from? No, no. I mean, the, the actual key range of the bass station 2 is only two octaves anyway, so it's a pretty small key range to choose from, but I found it's more about the, the rhythm than the choice of notes particularly. So how did you find those two chords, Andy? <laughs> I really enjoyed them. Again, I think the same thing happens every two-chord jam. We often get something unusual, but as you repeat them, then it starts to become normal. And then you start having to think of other ideas, like how can I make this interesting again? Because it was interesting to start with because the chords were interesting. But now we've heard them a lot. What am I going to do next? And um, so it's sort of, you know, adding extra notes to the chord or um, I played a little bit of melody stuff. Um, yeah, again, that was <laughs> with, the, with the choice of, of um, chords that, that we had. It was interesting what what we uh, we come up with, you know, with the unique bass sound. So I, at first, I was struggling to come up with a, a rhythm that that's going to work with this. And in the end, I think I ended up going towards something which was slightly slightly funky, almost going towards a like a bossa kind of Latino yeah, kind yeah. of sound. Uh, again, um, you know, I really enjoyed th- that gem as well. Cheers. Guys. It was really cool. I thought as well that um, we all had instruments that that don't really blend. So they all had their own space and there wasn't really any overlap. It's all Mm. like you hear all three sounds quite distinctly, which is like a contrast to the patch exchange where we had two sounds that were similar and blended with each other. Ah, yes. We had one there where there there was no blending going on. It's all all three voices coming through clearly. Yeah. Yeah, What's the opposite of blending? Stacking? Hmm? staying apart self-isolating self-isolating <laughs> yeah or, yeah isolating excellent so next up we're going to be talking about music that we've been listening to this week now how about you andy well the other day i sat down and listened to jeff wayne's musical version of the war of the worlds <laughs> it was a first for me i've been listening to a few musicals recently and I thought I'd try this one out. It's not really a musical. It's like a a, a prog rock concept album, <laughs> but with some spoken word narration of the story in it. And the narrator is Richard Burton, a classic English actor. And it's his voice that really makes it, you know, gives it the, the tension. Um, although there's some pretty epic sound design in there. I mean, it's a 1978, late 1970s album. And there's some absolutely wailing synth and electric guitar sounds. A lot of it is quite funky and upbeat. Uh, in fact, surprisingly upbeat, given it's about aliens <laughs> storming over Earth and killing loads of people. Um, Justin, how about you? What music have you been enjoying recently? Okay, so, you know, I've been listening to some uh, some old like, Motown it's kind of maybe in relation with the type of things that are going on in the world um, today. And, um, you know, as you're probably aware, there's a big, there's a big cause, you know, which people have been protesting about, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter cause. You know, so I've been kind of listening to some of the old Motown, Marvin Gaye, 
uh, particularly, and some Stevie Wonder stuff as well, which um, has a, a lot of relevance to uh, you know they were going they've been going through a lot of stuff um, for for many years, even back then, back in the the seventies and the sixties when they were you know in their heyday, and um, the struggles in America, and so songs like uh, Mercy Mercy Me, uh, What's Going On. Stevie Wonder also has a few about apartheid. He's got a he's got a song called um, "Black Man," which is off the um, "Songs in the Key of Life" album. Yeah, so that one I was, I was listening to that, and uh, you know, I kind of I, I Google I actually googled the words, you know, because I wanted to hear what he was saying because he's speaking about you know um, perhaps references to all these different uh, historic figures and um, uh, the chorus to the uh, the song uh, was we pledge allegiance all our lives through magic colours red, blue and white uh, we all must be given the liberty which we defend and if not justice for all men history will repeat again it's time to learn this world was made for all men and um, you know I'm, I'm kind of letting this sink in and I'm just thinking yeah this is really how relevant is this a message today in this, you know, with everything that's going on, that people need to, you know, just understand and unite and and recognise that, you know, we are all put together as uh, one people on this world, even even with the, the obvious differences that we may have and the cultural differences. You know, I, I believe in a coming together and, I, you know, I think this world would be, you know, a wonderful place if, you know, people could come together like us today make wonderful music wow my goodness yeah and ben what what have you been listening to this week oh thank you yes um so i've been listening to some music from a video game that somebody recommended to me has particularly good music it's called cuphead that's cuphead it's all music written in the style of 1930s cartoons um, and it's all played on real instruments, which I think is quite rare in games, or at least it used to be back in my day. And it sounds very authentic to the era. Music that has resisted the temptation to use modern flourishes and synths and drum breaks and things. It's, um, yes, playful, fun soundtrack music that has lots of exciting, suspenseful moments. And very much in the style of the game, because it's actually, it's a game, but it's animated in the style of 1930s cartoons. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a beautiful-looking game with an equally good soundtrack, yes. And really hard. Oh, have you played it? I have, yeah. <laughs> Didn't get very far. Yes, I've, I've probably got about as far in it as I intend to. Excellent. So, next up, we're going to do a dyad jam. Andy Lowe, perhaps you'd better explain what a dyad is. Sure. I think a dyad sounds like those little spikes that you get on balls of coronavirus oh yeah the the picture that's used for any virus at all is that what a dyad is <laughs> okay well i mentioned triads earlier that's a chord with three notes in it a dyad is just two notes and in the dyads jam me and ben will be playing melody instruments and so we'll just be playing one note each limited to one note so together 
will be making dyads that will be moving and changing uh, one note at a time. That's right. And we haven't told each other what instrument we're going to be using for this one, but we're going to be using some orchestral sounds. Now, what makes a dyad jam unique is that we don't use any beats or grooves. It's very ambient and it's almost timeless. So what are you going to be playing on this one, Justin? Being as it's uh, the ambient sound, I have my egg shaker and my claves, uh, maybe some bass off the uh, cajon. Excellent, thank you. So, okay, Andy, would you like to hear the instrument that I have chosen to use for this dyads jam? I'd love to. Let's see if you can guess what it is. It sounds like a horn, but really low. So, I don't know, is it a tuba? It's not obvious. An ophiclide. Right, it sounds like a tuba, but it actually isn't, just to be awkward. A euphonium. Uh, no. But you're in the right kind of ballpark. Put me out of my misery. It's a chimbasso. A chimbasso. Chimbasso. Which I'm led to believe looks like a trombone. Has it got a slide? I think it's got valves, but it's kind of like a trombone, but like bent. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like an L-shaped trombone. It's a broken trombone. Yeah, so there you go. Do you want to know what I'm playing? Yeah, please go ahead. It shouldn't be as hard to guess. So I think that is Cine Samples solo strings, and it's the cello. Exactly right. Yeah. Did you know that that cello is the one used on the title sequence to Game of Thrones, the actual instrument that that sample library was recorded with? Is it actually the same cello? The same instrument, yeah. The one that you're using there, I recognise that. I've used that many times myself. Excellent. So we have quite a good instrumentation. It could have been anything. We could have both chosen piccolos or something. We're, we're both quite deep, so we'll be fighting over the bass. Ah, that's all right. I think you've got the, the upper range over me. Mm. Oh, and my chimbasso, of course, is from the wonderful 8DO Century Solo Brass contact library. Okay, you ready? Right, ready. So, Andy, if you'd like to play the first note...
that was quite atmospheric, wasn't it? Atmospheric, yeah, is a, a very good word for that. That was a. And we've done some dyads jams that have been full of dissonance. That mm. one was actually quite pleasing to the ear. Yes, it kind of started with some major progressions, and then it had some moments of intrigue. But yeah, and it ended up kind of in a happy place at the end. Yeah, I think what's interesting is. Sometimes it's dissonance, like the notes clash, but it sounds appropriate because you're familiar with that kind of dissonance, like you hear it in music Hmm. a lot, if you know what I mean. But sometimes a note is perhaps as well as being a clash, it just was unexpected, or it sounds inappropriate, (laughs) and that's the more challenging kind of clash that you get. Well, that's the job of the the other musician to then try to normalise that note. Mm. (laughs) Or not, to make it sound even weirder. (laughs) Excellent. So to round off tonight, we'll be making use of these new and stylishly illustrated trigger cards made by our very own Andy Lowe. And it's the Trigger Cards Jam. So what can listeners expect from this jam, Andy? Oh, expect the unexpected, if that's not too cheesy a thing to say. Because these cards give us instructions like speed up or play atonally or complete chaos or louder or play more jazz or more rock. And each one of the musicians will have one card It'll be a surprise to the other musicians. They can play that card at any time during the jam. Excellent. So you've got the trigger cards in your hand there. (laughs) There they are. Um, Okay, so let's let's distribute those cards. Uh, Special guest Justin Ricardo will have first choice. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That one right there. That card now has to remain a secret from the rest of us, Justin up until the moment that you choose to play your card. Okay, I'm taking mine now. Thank you. And then I'm going to choose mine. Excellent. So what are we all going to be playing on this jam? I'm going to be using my Nord again, this time using this uh, classic Wurlitzer sound. And how about you, Andy? Back on the saxophone. And I'll be playing the Cajon for this one. Excellent. Okie doke. Now, Justin, if you'd like to begin this final jam of the night, please take it away.
So listening to that, you might have been aware of some changes that were happening, but you won't have known what card was being played. So let's just discuss that. Okie doke, yeah. So I was the first one to trigger my card and my card said fewer notes. And at that point, it was quite busy. Yeah. So we had to, you know, uh, pass it back a bit. So yeah, it was easy to play less in that in that section. And then um, a sort of opposite effect, I played the faster card. So we just had to speed up. And it was a moderate speed up. I felt like, Justin, you led led us into that speed up. It brought some new energy, but it didn't take us to somewhere crazy and unplayable, which I appreciated. That's what I'm, what I'm here for. My card was <laughs> to go louder. Yeah, well, it speaks for itself. I think we, we all went louder. Didn't we? <laughs> I found it a bit difficult to go louder. Obviously, you two, we, with your acoustic instruments, you can just um, blow or hit them harder. But if I turn my volume up much more, it's going to clip on the desk. So I... I just had to hit my keys to get maximum velocity out of them. Same for me as well. It was a nice way to kind of build up towards the end as well. I think, you know, it's kind of crescendo, is it? That's it. Yeah, in fact, the um, the three cards that we had all created a different kind of energy in the track. I mean, not all the cards are like that, but each one changed something about the, the dynamics of it, really. Hmm. Excellent. So here we are at the end of the episode. Now, what do we think is our favourite jam of the night? Any ideas? Well, the, the one that stands out for me is the, um, the Patch Jam. Patch Exchange. Patch Exchange, that's, that's the one uh, for me. What do you reckon, Andy? I think my favourite was the two chord jam because we got some nice spicy chords, but also because we had a variety of you know, different sections in there. Yes, I quite like playing the bass station on that one. I might I might play bass more often. Um, I think probably my favourite jam might well have been the first one that we started off on. I just enjoyed playing it. I think we've had a real variety tonight. Mm. That's been really good. Yes, well, cheers, guys. Can't wait to see what happens on the next one. That concludes episode 13 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. To receive updates and notifications of future Alki-related goings-on, why not follow the Alki podcast on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter? Don't forget to become a subscriber to the Alki podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and from other providers of quality content. Check out our back catalogue on our website alki.uk and get in touch by email using contact at alki.uk. We'd like to thank our special guest this evening, Mr Justin Ricardo. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Justin. I'm Benedict. I'm Andy. Good night. <laughs>